Hello, and welcome to another episode of A Little Ray of Sunshine, inspirational stories from everyday people. Today I have with me Mahela Maurer. Hala is a student of mine, and I just wanted to have you be here tonight because I know you have a great story to share. So thank you for being here. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Excellent. Well, how about we just start by saying jump right in and let's get to know Mahela. All right. So I'm Mahela Maurer. I'm from Ashton, Idaho, and I'm in the social work program, almost done with it, going to start my internships next semester. And I'm the youngest of three kids, and I have six nieces and nephews. Excellent. So what makes you interesting? I mean, we all have stories, right? Yeah. Right. So what makes you you? Yeah. Um, I feel like I have a lot of different hobbies. The biggest one that people think I'm so weird for is that I love reading history about like the Holocaust and World War II. And I'm actually writing a paper on it right now for one of my classes in the social work program. And so it's kind of interesting to dive deeper into the history of that. And people always think I'm so crazy that I want to learn the history about such a horrific event that happened in history. How long have you been so interested in reading and learning? So learning about the Holocaust, it has been since before my mission. And it's just been really interesting to me because we read books about it in high school and middle school. And it was just so interesting to learn like what was going on in his head Mm -hmm. and figuring out why he did what he did. And I've continued on with that. Have you figured out why he did what he did and what's gone on in that guy's head? He's just crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, if we got a little deeper into your life and you were to say five things that described you, what would those five words be to describe Mahela? I've been told that I'm very loyal when it comes to friendships and relationships because I I love being around people and when I make a friendship with someone, I'm dedicated to keep that friendship and to help them through everything, which brings me to my next one. I'm very empathetic with people when they tell me struggles that they're going through, I take that as my struggle as well. And I continue on with it until I can help them overcome that. Um, and I would say I'm very kind hearted. I see people as children of God. I love them and I want to see them through his eyes. And so that's been a really big part of my life and being able to love people so easily. That's three. <laughs> Let's see. I'm very dedicated. I am trying to change my life around with like being healthier and that kind of stuff. And me and my roommate have made goals and everything with each other. So that's been awesome. And I think the last one would be, I would say I'm very sensitive. Okay. Just because I have been bullied so much in life. Everything that people tell me that's like criticism kind of cuts deep a little bit, mm-hmm. but I try and take it do your not best so with personally. Yeah. 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 That's good. Let's talk about the bullying that, uh, that's something, uh, you know, I've had other guests throughout the past two years that have also talked about being bullied and it's different for everybody. What was it like for you? It was very, very hard. It was every day that I was at school, starting in elementary school, I kept getting told that 
I was fat and ugly and worthless, and I started to believe those things. It stuck in my head, and it continues with me today. And it's so hard to overcome that. And so it's been a challenging experience, but I don't think that I would change it for the world because having this struggle is helping me become a stronger person and giving me more dedication to continue on in my life to become a stronger person. Right. And you said, Mahela, a moment ago that it still affects you today. What are the effects that you see today with that? I always have a voice in the back of my head saying that I'm not worth anything and that everything that they said back in school is true. And sometimes I still feel that when I look in the mirror, I'm like, oh my gosh, like, who is this person? Like, why do you look like that? Why are you so big? Why do you look like a whale? And so it's been really, really hard. And then there's some days where I feel confident in myself and I'm like, oh, I look good today. I'm going to, I'm going to have a great day. Mm -hmm. So looking at the days that are harder for you and the days that seem much brighter, what are you doing different to make it that way? I think for me, I've had a huge thing of, I have to wear makeup. I have to get ready or else I don't look presentable and I'm not going to make any friends or catch the attention of a guy that I like or something like that. And so I think on the days that I do get ready, that gives me the confidence. But on days that I don't, I'm like, mm, I could I could look better, mm -hmm. which is why when I got complimented today in class, I laughed because I didn't wear makeup today. But did you believe the compliment that you were given? Partially. Okay. Partially. I'm getting there. Right, right. And it's a, it's a struggle and it's not going to be fixed overnight. But those voices in the back of your head, how can you silence those? Um, a thing that I've learned from my therapist from BetterHelp, she helped me to reframe those thoughts mm -hmm. into positive things. And every time that I say something bad about myself or anything like that, I say three good things about myself. And my roommates are very good at keeping me accountable for that. <laughs> Great. So the voices that you have, are they partially your own thoughts or are you saying those are voices from the exact words that people used when you got bullied? I think it's both. Mm -hmm. Most of the time it's their voices just coming back in my head and just repeating throughout the day. But other times it's me thinking, this person doesn't really like me. Like, they only agreed to hang out with me because they want to be nice. It's not because they actually want to be with me. And so I just kind of have to reframe my brain to, yeah. you know what? No. Like, they want to go hang out with me because they enjoy my company or something like that. Just trying to make it as positive as possible. Do you think that as a result of being bullied that now in your adult life, now your young adult life, that you feel like you have to meet other people's standards in order to be accepted? Is that something that is part of the results of the bullying or what would that be like? It was. It really was. As I've worked on myself and set these goals, that has decreased a lot. And it makes me feel like, well, it made me realize that I shouldn't matter what other people think. Right. Especially like with society, with the high expectations that you have to look a certain way to 
be qualified as pretty or beautiful, you know? And so I think I just have to remind myself every day, it doesn't matter what other people think of you. Like, no matter what, you're you. Just be yourself. And if they can't handle you, then they don't belong in your life. That's a great attitude to have. That's a healthy attitude to have. And you know what's sad, Mahela, is I don't think you even have to have been bullied to sometimes people have those thoughts anyway, because society is so demanding with certain looks and styles and what you should or shouldn't be that it gets into the heads of everybody. Does that make it's sense? True. Just yeah. everybody. And, you know, going back to that those childhood years, you've since grown and matured and you can you can start to see through the self help that you're doing and through therapeutic help that none of that matters. Yeah. You know, isn't that a great thought to actually say to yourself, none, none of that matters? Yeah, it's awesome. It gives so much more confidence and knowing that I can do this. Like, I can make the changes that I want to because I want to be a healthier person, mm-hmm. not because I'm doing this for somebody else. This is for me. Yeah, yeah. That's so empowering, isn't it? It is. To just feel that way. And what does it do for you to know that you have control over how you feel? It feels amazing because some days I let the depression get the best of me and I lay in bed and I don't do anything. I don't go to class. I don't do homework, anything. It just drains me and I don't want to be around anybody. But when I wake up and I get out of bed and I continue on with the day, even when I have depression, it makes me feel like you can't control me just because I have depression doesn't mean I'm going to let it control my life. I'm still going to go out. I'm still going to live my life. I'm going to have fun with friends. And I'm going to get this college degree that I want so that I can help others that are struggling with mental health issues. Wow. That just gave me chills (laughs) to hear you say that. I'm being serious. Um, Because I see sometimes that you get down on yourself and that just you know, that pains me to see that you're that because you're, you're worth so much and you just have so much talent. Oh, thank you, know, you. You know that too. <laughs> you have so much to give other people. And so when that depression kind of rears its ugly head up, it does damage, doesn't it? It does. Yeah. And you say, yeah, I can't even get out of bed. I can't. But in your mind, you're like, I need to mm-hmm. because being around people will be helpful. Yeah. And l- letting the depression take over it worsens. It gets to those suicidal ideation thoughts Mm -hmm. and it can lead to self-harm or making plans or something. And so I think getting out of bed is the best thing that people with depression can do. Yeah. Because being around other people is what's going to make you happy throughout the day, Mm -hmm. especially when you have a good support system around you. Do you? I do. Yeah. Good roommates, good friends. Yeah. My roommates have been so amazing, so comforting. And every time I'm having like a mental breakdown, they'll just sit there and talk me through it. Mm-hmm. And they're just so loving. And my mom and my dad, they're amazing. Yeah, you got a great family, don't you? Yes. That really love you and understand you and are there for you. Of course. Right? Yeah. So, Mahalia, if I had an inanimate object right here on this table by between us here, and I called it depression, what would you say to this depression here? I would say, you don't control me. This is my life. I'm going to live it the way I want to. And even though you're still there, 
I I know what I need to do to put you in the back of my head. Mm-hmm. Even though I'm on medication for it, I still have that dedication to keep it silenced. Excellent. And I'm glad you mentioned the medication part because there are people out there that try to deal with their depression on their own without help from either medication, therapy, or both. Mm-hmm. And in this country... There are millions of millions of Americans that go untreated with uh, depression because they feel like, oh, if I admit to being depressed, then I'm less of a person or I'm stronger than that. I can I can do this on my own or people will think less of me if they know I'm going to a therapist. You see where I'm going with that? Yeah. What are your thoughts on that? It's not true. Telling people that you have depression doesn't make you less of a human. It makes you more human. Mm -hmm. Every human being is going to struggle in this life. That's why we're here. Yeah. We're going to struggle, but that's gonna, that's how we grow. Right. What do they say? Preach. Preach. Exactly. Yeah. Right. You, you preach, girl. Yeah. <laughs> and I used to have the same mindset. I was like, no, I can do this by myself. I don't need professional help. I don't need medication. Mm-hmm. But it gets to the point where it gets worse and worse, and it just nags at you. And so... It's better to let it out and to talk to someone about it instead of bottling it up for so long and then just getting to a breaking point and snapping on someone or something. Right. And so it's better to get the help that you need and talk to people about it and get the advice that you need and the professional help that you need. And if it means getting on medication, it's worth it. You bet. I've seen my life turn around because of this medication that I'm on. It's like miraculous. I mean, for you to be able to do what you're doing now versus where you were at, perhaps. Yeah. Isn't that just miraculous and wonderful? Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. And you said that if you don't get the help, it gets worse and worse. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'm imagining when you say that worse and worse means a person does turn to thoughts of suicide. Yeah. Those thoughts of suicide then could possibly turn to acting out on that thought. Yeah. And then that would be, you know, really hard. Mm-hmm. So have you ever had times in your life where you felt that way? 100%. Yeah. It started in high school, junior year of high school. I was so depressed that I locked myself in my room. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't let my parents in or anything. And I would just listen to like, depressing music all the time and I would just try and like write my feelings out and it would not work and so I did the next thing that came to my head and I I cut myself I cut my wrist and I didn't know what to do I felt so empty I felt so gone I felt so numb and I thought well maybe if I do this I'll feel something and That was not the case. Like, yes, it made me feel guilty, but it wasn't worth it. Mm -hmm. And finally, I was like, I need help. And I got down on my knees and I like prayed. I was like, I I need help here. Mm -hmm. I need you to send me somebody. And after I got home from school the next day, my mom walks in my room and she's like, I had this really strong feeling that I needed to come talk to you. Mm -hmm. She sat down on the bed and looked at me straight in the face with tears in her eyes and said, have you ever thought about killing yourself? 
and I burst into tears. And we talked about it, and we got me the help that I needed, and I even got to talk to my bishop about it, and it was an amazing experience. Yeah. I think too often, Mahela, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think too often when we have thoughts like that, it's easier to just say, oh, again, I can deal with this, and I don't want anybody to know because then they'll think I'm crazy or something. You know, mm-hmm. They'll think that uh, they'll put me away or whatever the thoughts might be. Mm-hmm. But in reality, the best way to handle it is to share those feelings with somebody because that will be your lifeline. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's so true. Without the people around you, it's so hard. Trying to get through this by yourself, it's not worth it. No, it, it isn't. Your life is worth more than that. Exactly. Right. And so many people are feeling lonely. They feel like they don't have those support systems. What would you say to people who feel that way? I would say find professional help. Mm-hmm. If you feel like you don't have a support system at all, like if your family's not going to help you or anything, there are professionals out there that want to give you the support that you need. No matter how you're feeling, no matter how far you've gone with like self-harm or planning a suicide or anything, they're there. They're going to give you the help that you need and they're going to be your support system. You bet. So what do we look for? Are there signs? Are there nonverbal behaviors that we should look for? What was it that you exhibited that people should see or should have observed? I think the hardest thing with depression is there's so many people that are good at putting a mask on and they go around acting like they're the happiest person on earth. They go around and they're smiling and laughing and they're having fun with people. But when they're alone, it's a completely different person. And so sometimes I feel like people will have their bad days and they'll start going quiet and just keep to themselves when they're not usually like that. And so I think that that's a really big um, sign to know that something is going on. They're struggling with something. And I've seen a lot of people that way. And... The best thing to do is just go up and talk to them and say, hey, like, I realize, like, you're kind of by yourself. You look kind of down, like, what's going on? And sometimes they'll say, oh, I'm fine. But you can see in their eyes they're not fine. You kind of look at them and you're like, I I can tell in your eyes, like, you're not fine with what's going on. And if they open up to you, it's an amazing feeling to know that someone trusts you enough to open up to you about the depression that they're going through. And yeah, it's just been really hard to see people go through that. Yeah. So to recap a little bit what you just said, I'll recap a little bit. If you see people, say something. If you notice, for example, that they're acting different, maybe they're isolating. You talked about isolating themselves, pushing friends away. Mm -hmm. that's when they really need you. Even though you may feel like you're one of the ones they're pushing away, that's a cry for help. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. So say something. Talk to them. Say the hard things. Ask the hard questions like like I tell my students. Ask the hard questions. Yeah. How are you feeling? What's going on? You know, it's interesting. in, In our culture, we'll say, hey, how's it going? 
and people say, like you said, yeah, oh, I'm doing good. Oh, great. And then we pass by and, you know, yep. don't talk to them again. Wouldn't it be nice if we could actually know how they're feeling? Now, in Sweden, here's something interesting. You might like this, Mahela. In Sweden, there's two ways of asking someone how they're doing. One of them is very simple, and it's just basically hergordet. And hergordet means, how's it going? <laughs> right? Yeah. And usually your response is, hey, pretty good. How are you? Kind of thing. Mm -hmm. The other one is hermordu. And hermordu means, really, how are you? How are you feeling? But in our society, we only have one way. It's like, hey, how's it going? Kind of thing. Yeah. So wouldn't it be good? If we could actually let people know that we're not just saying that to be socially polite, we're asking them because we care. We want to know, really want to know. Yeah. Would that make a difference? I think so. People would be more open with communicating with people that way. Because mm -hmm. I've seen a lot and have talked to people a lot when they say, oh, like, hey, how are you doing? And you just say, good. It's just like, okay, like they don't really care. Right. You know, they're just making conversation. But when they like stop and look at you and say, how are you doing? It's like they care and they want to know how you actually are doing. Mm -hmm. But majority of the time we just pass by and just don't even worry about each other. Yeah. And it's it's sad to see. It, it really is. And I, I have to blame a little bit of that on technology because many times we don't see how people are because our heads are... And our eyes are focused more on our phones yeah. and, and other technology, right? I agree. So perhaps we could do a lot better at actually looking people in the eyes because the eyes are the window to our souls and we can see and feel a lot more about someone when we actually look at them. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. So yeah, I think we have a long ways to go. I think we could do a whole lot more to help people in need. Yeah. Right? I really like the discussion we're having because I think it's going to resonate with people. There are a lot of people out there who will be listening to this going, yeah, I needed to hear that. <laughs> I, I, I get depressed and I don't know what to do. And, you know, these are some helpful tips, right? Yeah. A lot of times when people are suicidal, if they're really set on completing the act, they don't give off a lot of signs many times. Mm-hmm. And that's dangerous. And those are the people that you really worry about. Um, but if a person is giving off signs, again, that's kind of a silent cry for help Yeah. To, to do that. Did you ever seek help without saying you wanted help? Yeah. When I get that bad, I just shut down. Your whole body just like, yeah. boom, done. Yeah. My whole body just shuts down mm -hmm. and... I just go silent and I don't want to talk to anybody. Mm -hmm. And so I'll just sit in my apartment and just wait. And eventually someone comes along like with my best friend. He was at my apartment one day and I completely shut down and he noticed because he can read me like an open book. Mm -hmm. And he noticed that something was wrong and he was like, what's going on? And no matter how many times I told him, like, I'm fine, I'm fine. He's like, no, you're not. You're going to sit here and you're going to tell me what's going on because this is not you. And I would. Good for him. Right? He's so good. Yeah. And even if I was like, you know, I don't want to talk about it here. And he's like, fine, let's get in the car. We're going to the temple parking lot. You're going to tell me what's going on so I can help you. Mm -hmm. And 
it's I think everybody needs someone like that in their life. Yeah. The fact that he took time to, you know, really listen. I I think uh, don't let me put words in your mouth, but I think that probably had a deep impact on you. Hundred percent. Somebody cares. Yeah, it yeah. was amazing. Yeah, and we're still best friends to this day. Cool. Even though he's home in Oregon and like twelve hours away, he still makes time to call me and to see how I'm doing, and we mm-hmm. still talk on the phone for like three hours together mm-hmm. because that's how strong our relationship has gotten with each other because we've been so open and honest and we know everything about each other. That's amazing. Just amazing. You're amazing. Oh. Listening to what, you're, what you have Thank to say. You. Hey, let's start a revolution, shall we? Let's do something really cool here. Okay. Instead of let's, let's start with me and you. Okay. Okay. We'll start this instead of saying, how's it going? Let's change our vocabulary a little bit, okay? Okay. Let's say, and I said this this morning to one of my students, and he looked at me like like he didn't know how to respond. And all I said to him was, what's good? <laughs> he said, what's what? Well, what's good? What's good? And then when he kind of sunk in, I think he understood what I was talking about. Tell me what's good in your life. Yeah. What do you think? Should we start a what's good? Yeah, revolution? I love it. Okay, what's Make them good? focus on the positive things in life. Right. And you're going to get some blank stares at first. But mm-hmm. if you stick with it and they know you really want an answer, maybe uncomfortable for them for a second, but just stick around and listen yeah. and say, no, really, what's good? Yeah. It's like what you always say, be comfortable with the silence. Exactly. Be comfortable with it. Let them know what you're really saying. Yeah. And if they say, well... Um, What's good? Well, what's good is uh, I did really well on my test today, or I woke up feeling great, or the sun's shining out there, or if you live in Idaho, the snow's falling. (laughs) (laughs) But what's good? Should we do that? Should we start that? Yeah, I love it. Okay. I'm going to get a t-shirt made up and it's going to say, what's good? Exclamation point. Yes, I love it. Okay. We're going for this. Okay. Sounds good. Well, Mahalo, we're about out of time, so I would like you to give one last bit of hope to somebody who might be struggling with something in their life. Give them some hope. What's good? What's good is life is amazing. It's worth living, and it's worth living it with happiness in your heart and in your life and helping those around you. Everything is better when we're serving others and we're more confident in ourselves. So if you're struggling, seek that help. Find that support system because life is going to be a lot easier with that support system rather than trying to do things by yourself. Wow. Once again, say it with me. Preach, girl. Preach. preach. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're amazing. Well, thanks for taking time out of your evening to, to come out here and, and be a guest on this podcast. It uh, was really great to hear your positive attitude. Oh, of course. Thank you for having me. You bet. Anytime. And also to my listeners, remember to speak up, speak out, and speak often. Bye-bye.